that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people, and I've played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, what you at, baby? How y'all making? Thanks for joining me this evening here on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ass. Joining me tonight is uh, the Executive Director for Development from Bridge House and Grace House, Kevin Gardier. And we're going to talk to him about, y'all know Bridge House, they do good work. They are a substance abuse place where they got like, you know, you stay there for six months and get off the sauce or get off the drugs or whatever. And they'll teach you how to get a job. They do wonderful work, they really do, and they have great fundraisers, including the Mr. Legs Contest, which I have been a judge for, but I ain't going to participate in. Thank you, just the same. But uh, Kevin Gardier is going to tell us how, uh, how things are running uh, charity-wise in the pandemic. So uh, y'all stick around. Kevin Gardier coming up on the Spudcast right after this. Hey, what you got going this weekend? Can't go to the game. You can't even tailgate. So what you going to do? Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured charter guide on lasaltwater.com. Super easy to follow that website. What you going to catch? Where you want to catch it? How you want to catch it? All the big ones are waiting for you, and to top it off, you'll still be able to watch the game on TV at the lodge at the end of the day of fishing. Sounds great? Got an open spot for you, babe. You want in? Just sign up on lasaltwater.com. Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home? There's only one sure way to fix a flooding problem. Home Team Elevation. End the worry. Stop insurance rate hikes. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. You want design choices? On the Home Team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with Home Team Elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222. or go to hometeamelevation.com. If you find yourself near Metro Road or on breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. If you find yourself in Kenner at breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chalmette, the best bank uptown, make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chef Brad McGee uses fresh from the farm ingredients, makes his own corned beef, conchon delay, and a jam in a day. Custom catering, dine in and carry out or let waiter bring your sandwich straight to you. The Blue Line Sandwich Company, 2023 Metro Road, a block off of Bonneville. Call Chef Brad at 504-309-3773. Okay, so we're talking to Kevin Gardier here on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ask. Um, and he is, a, what's your official muckety-muck title over there at Bridge House? You're the executive director or? Chief? Yeah, I'm the executive director of development. Uh, I We have a CEO that's my boss, but her and I are very close. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. So basically, I'm always trying to find funding for us to keep our doors open. And that's exactly why I called, because yesterday I spoke with a young fellow named Steve Boulay, and he is opening up a restaurant in Metri. He has been, he's only 29, and he's been, uh, he's been involved in the wholesale crawfish business since he was like in his early 20s. And so now he and his dad had a business going, and now he's... He's opening up a, a, a restaurant on the airline over there. And uh, so far, it's just called Hot Ball Crawfish, but eventually it's going to be uh, uh, Bon Ton Boulet. Nice. Know? And he's going to have like, a, he's got a big smoker, so he's going to have briskets and, and smoked wings. And that's not, I'm waiting for the wings. But uh, I'm, I mean, the, the biggest deal was like, dude, they got restaurants that are closing permanently and you're opening one in a pandemic. And he's like, he's not really laughing it off, but he does realize how much he's going to have to bust. Bus is right. to get it going. 
and that's and then you know I I I was scroll I was scrolling through pictures and I was dumping pictures out of my phone because I got so much space and I ran across all the pictures the last time I was judging the uh, the uh, the legs contest. Correct. And uh, that was a huge fundraiser for you dudes and you guys do a lot of work over there Bridge House and Grace House, and I'm just trying to figure out man okay if you got businesses that are closing who usually rely on the kindness of strangers. Uh, what exactly are you doing to fill the coffers if the kindness of strangers ain't that kind no more? Right. So, so last year, uh, you know, as you know, we have several special events that bring in a lot of money for us. Probably about, you know, like 40% of, of the contributions, cash donations, whether it's through a corporation, foundation, or individual. Um, and we had to cancel five of our special events right. last year. And this year is not looking too good, uh, as you know. So um, this we had we had some people, some family, local family foundations that really stepped up. Of course, we didn't raise the money that we raised in 2019. And if any event sticks out the most, it is is our Mr. Legs event because those contestants raise a lot of the money, and the person that is crowned Mr. Legs is actually the person who raises who the, raised most the most money. money. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know, because they go around with that bucket, shaking that bucket in the crowd. Right. And plus and they, whatever they show up with. Plus, they they're, they dress <laughs> I'm still laughing at Ryan Haydell and some of the, and the outfit he wore. Yeah. And that guy with the, uh, never mind, I don't even want to talk about his hair. He, never mind. Yeah, uh, right. With his G-string on. It's like, dude, you know, and I yeah. understand it's all fun and games, but there ain't nothing funny or gamey about what you're wearing. Yeah, exactly. Some <laughs> of that. But you're right. So, like, all of our events, um, you know, our coach on cotillion, mm -hmm. the women of substance is a luncheon and she usually at the tea room and, you know, we couldn't have that. And that's scheduled for May. It doesn't look like we wouldn't be able to have it, but uh, you know, that's at the tea room, the rest of our events, we're, you know, we're reaching out to sponsors, individuals to buy tickets, force them to be a sponsor. But the big part, a big part of that event is the food and, and entertainment. And, yeah. you know, at the coach on cotillion, we would have like 40 restaurants. There's no way I'm picking up a phone right now and asking a restaurant to give us, you know, five pans of, of red beans and rice for our event. Yeah. Um, so we realize when they do start, we might have to spend some money, you know, uh, when we do start having events again. We might have to spend a few dollars, you know, especially yeah. to those to those organizations that have been so loyal to us and and give us food or in kind donations for three to four events a year. Uh, but there's no way. I mean, so many, the big donors usually for in-kind donations are restaurants and hotels and, you know, all those people are struggling so bad yeah. right now. Well, yeah. And it's, I mean, the ones who like, when you have like silent auctions and things like that, and a lot of the prices are hotels. And I'm exactly. figuring the hotels would be pretty easy. Look, give me, I'll give you a four-day weekend because they figure, well, somebody's going to come in there and they're going to eat in a hotel and... <laughs> do a bunch of other stuff, you know, so they get the room for free, but everything else costs, you know, but exactly. not a lot of people are going to be bidding on those either. Cause a, they ain't got the money cause they ain't working and B they are supposed to stay home. They want, they don't want the cootie. They don't know who's, you know, they don't, they don't know who, what's, what's up, where they're going. Yes, exactly. So this, I mean, this year is going to be really, I'm worried already about it. We, you know, we mm -hmm. did very well in 2020. Of course it wasn't as good as 2019, but all things considered, um, 
we, we, we were ecstatic of, of the amount of people that stepped up and donated to us. So, but a lot of those, but like, those same people also getting hit on by everybody else, everybody. And then, you know, what we do is since we have so many events, we kind of group them into a package mm-hmm. and we'll go to energy or bow brothers and ask them to support us for the year. And because of their support, we'll give them X amount of sponsorship. So, so some of those people at, at, at all of our events, some of those people had given us money in January or December or actually December of 2018 or January. Um, yeah, January, December, December 18, January of 19 right. and then just, uh, December. Yeah. Okay. So we, we reached out to those people and asked, they were like, look, we can, uh, we can refund your money. Uh, but we're asking you to consider allowing us to keep it for general operating expense. And if they, if they didn't really like that, we also offered that we could push their sponsorship back to the following year, which is now 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of the people were, were very gracious with like Mr. Legs, we've raised $150,000 of Mr. Legs in, in 2019. And most of that, you know, like 50, 60,000 of it was from the contestants. They walk, when they walk in at night, they already have a lot of money because of the tickets they've sold, the sponsorships they collected, mm-hmm. you know, so that one really, really hurt. Um, yeah. You know, and, and saying that now I coach on this year and I went in a substance luncheon, um, it's going to be really tough to have those uh, this year. Yeah. And, I bet. Oh, well, I'm, I'm I'm playing phone tag with Becker Hall of Hogs for a Cause, and they're going like, yeah. man, they shut us down. Looked like they're going to shut us down again. And I saw right. that article about him in the news. I, I'm I'm probably going to get him on either tomorrow's show or next week and talk right. about the same boat that you guys in. But that's what I said before. All you guys who worked for years and came up with a great system to raise money, and it made it, it raising money is never that easy. But y'all made it easier because of the things that you do that people and the corporations enjoy participating in. And when you get cut off at the knees like that, I mean, how how fast can you reinvent stuff to to attract those same kinds of donors? Right. It's like a, a ramp up period. And we and we say that because, um, you know, our thrift stores, we're very unique in that about 65 percent of our revenues come from donations you know our thrift stores our two thrift stores it's all donated items and they bring in about you know 22 percent of our budget our used car lots all donated items that brings in about 18 percent and then contributions usually about 27 percent of the remainder is government but you know it's we were closed for eight weeks so our thrift stores and car locks brought in zero mm-hmm. you know in in 2020 so it was extremely difficult the thing that hurt us the most is we had to stop accepting new residents um you know people who needed help with substance abuse disorders and uh you know then we started then we started allowing people to come to us if they were coming from a different facility whether it was a hospital or a detox unit and they're already been tested Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we were like we got to get i mean these people we're in this pandemic and the, the ongoing opioid pandemic has, has been around us for three years. So it's like, yeah, but opioids, I mean, they are, it's opioids are, are there. You can catch opioid. How do you say the right way? You're, you're not, you're not, uh, 
It's not like the measles, you know, you can't right. catch opioid addiction, but it, it relies heavily on peer pressure. It's like a yawn, you know, you yawn, the next guy's going to yawn and, and, you know, it goes around the room like that. Uh, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I, I, I'm lessening or, or thinking that it's easy to quit this kind of stuff because it isn't. And the reason people get hooked on these things is, uh, is myriad, but a pandemic's a different animal. And yes. I, you know, I mean, I could be walking down the street and all of a sudden I get a serious illness that, I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's not like it's something I brought on myself and I can go ask for forgiveness or something. It's, this is a different animal altogether. And yet it's something else too, uh, Kevin is, is frankly, who do you believe? Who do you believe? You know, I've heard so many different stories and so many different things about the pandemic and what's good and what's bad. And the next thing you know, oh, my God, we're almost we're out of uh, of, of hospital beds. And then and and then people like sneeze on each other and don't catch nothing. You know, I, right. I, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know who to 100 percent believe I mean, anymore. The only thing I can do, the only thing I know 100 percent is the, the work that you guys do at Bridge House and Grace House. It's very important. You got to figure out a way to do it. And when we get back, I got to step away for a second. But when we come back here, since I'm doing all the blathering right now, I'll let you blather. But a lot of people <laughs> don't understand exactly what bridge. They have a very cursory understanding of what you guys do and uh, and how you go about doing it. So when we get back, we're going to tell everybody what you do at Bridge House and Grace House and, and exactly why they need to consider maybe writing you a check this year. This is the Spudcast podcast. I'm talking out my ass with Kevin Gardier, who is the director of development at uh, Bridge House and Grace House. And we're just talking about how hard it is for charities to raise money during a pandemic. You know, stick around, coming right back at you. The last place you want to be today is the emergency room. Who knows what you can pick up after waiting hours to see the doctor? Rapid Urgent Care is the answer. Eight locations in Southeast Louisiana. Rapid Urgent Care means rapid relief in minutes, not hours. Doctors on site, major insurance in network, Medicare and Medicaid too. Rapid COVID tests, x-rays, blood work, strep and flu tests in minutes at Rapid Urgent Care. Telemed visits, even some house calls. Just check in online. They'll text when you're next. The doctor will see you now. Visit rapidurgentcare.com, rapidurgentcare.com. I scream, you scream, we all scream for beads and doubloons and coconuts and marching bands and walking clubs and tableaus and mask balls and mystic crews and everything else that says Mardi Gras. Keep Mardi Gras what it's always been, a family event before Lent. If you want to help keep traditions alive, go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and join the growing group of businesses, citizens, and carnival entities that want to keep Mardi Gras a safe and happy event without it being regulated to death. Go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and laissez les bon temps rouler. Spot here. You know I like to tease attorney Mike Brandner. Go big or go home. Go Mike. Mike's got the big one. And he sings that little song he has to. And Brandner laughs at the joke too because he's got a great sense of humor. He doesn't take himself too seriously. But you know what he does take seriously? His clients. When it comes to fighting in court for the interest of his clients, that's where the laughter stops and the serious work begins. He's not afraid of the insurance company lawyers because he used to be one. And now he's on your side of the aisle. And that's where you want him to be. Get the big result. Go big. Get Mike. Three four five one 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 one. Okay, we're back on the Spudcast podcast, talking to Kevin Gardier, the uh, director of development for Bridge House and Grace House. And and then Kevin, so Bridge House and Grace House is a place. Is I mean, you guys help people with addictions, uh, uh, mostly opioids. I'm assuming, but I mean, what what addictions do you not deal with? So let's we can start eliminating stuff so we know what to talk about here. Right. So we're a long-term 
residential substance use disorder treatment facility. Meaning we ask people if they're interested in coming to us to make a commitment to stay with us for six months. The number one drug of choice right now is still opiates. And the majority of the people that are using opiates are shooting it, whether it's heroin, fentanyl, or any of the other synthetics that continue to come out that are stronger and cheaper. Yeah. Our number two drug of choice is always alcohol, you know? So we have quite a few, you know, alcoholics. Do you have a lot of people crossing over from one to the other or everybody pretty much has their preference? They have their preference, but they are always crossing over, you know? Uh, yes, it's very you're primarily common. an alcoholic, but you'll dabble in, in fentanyl or yes. you're, you're addicted to the needle, but you'll get snockered. Right. So yeah. we basically say like the drug of choice is basically if you had everything laid out on the table, what would you pick first? You know? So you don't really do that though, do you? No, no, we <laughs> you don't, don't put do stuff on the table like a smorgasbord or nothing. It's a little too tempting, but, uh, you know, and methamphetamines are probably about 15%. You know, so it, we were talking earlier about the, the, the ramp up and we've had to ramp up to increase our senses and try to get back to our pre, pre COVID levels. You know, we have 150 beds. We have 84 for Bridge House, which is our men's program, and 66 for Grace House, which is our women's program. And uh, right now, we're at about 128 residents. We know the the demand for our services is going to increase uh, with any crisis type event. Um, we've already seen it mm -hmm. with the men uh, right now. It's it you know it's kind of always been a little overwhelming, but the the amount of requests continues to grow from the male population. So that um, why why is that? Are women better able know. to cope with things or men are just dealing with more stress gets dumped on their shoulders? I mean, did y'all ever bother trying? Because, I mean, why why you got more men's beds than women's beds? Just because there's that many more men up there who are who are addicts than women? Yes, it's, it's a great question. And we've thought of it. We've done research. But I, I don't know I, if it's a national figure. Um, but we know that... Um, we have more men and we have been having more men requesting help than women, mm -hmm. you know, and for each individual that comes to us, you, you know, they call, they have a lot of what they call 28 day programs. Um, and that was that treatment uh, number was derived from at one point in the eighties. That's what insurance would cover mm -hmm. for you to get into treatment 28 days. But we really, you know, including myself, you know, I came to the house in 2001. We really treat those who have lost everything because of their addiction. And we have the same four goals set in place for that person once, once they complete and, and, and hopefully they will complete, but we, we know that not everybody will complete. Yeah. What's your percentage of relapse? And, you know, you know, on any given time, we probably have 15% of people that have already been in our treatment facility or back with us. So that's, that's not too bad. Those that's pretty good. That's pretty good numbers. It, it is, you know, in the last time we had an outside organization do a follow-up uh, survey, we found that 70% of the people who were completing our program were remaining clean and sober two years post treatment. So, um, you know, we kind of think like five years is, is a good mark. It's so difficult to do follow-up because if somebody goes, goes away or gets off track they don't want to talk to us and then you mm -hmm. know and then 
And then you could have somebody who's like, oh, yeah, life is great. And then, you They're know, lying. And got a bottle of wine in front of them. So yeah. It's, but we have the same four goals, that the person's going to be clean and sober, or, you know, for the X amount of time they've been with us, that they are going to have a job, a source of income, or we say sometimes it's reality therapy, uh, that they are going to have a safe place to stay. And for a lot of individuals, it's different from where they were staying before coming to us. And then the fourth thing is that they're going to have a strong network of people in recovery outside the walls of Bridge House, Grace House. So in a normal year, you know, we, we would treat 800 people. Um, mm. In 2020, we treated about 630 individuals. So our numbers were down, you know, it just to reflect it, the time we were when the city was on lockdown, you know, we had to stop taking new residents and, and we try to remove every obstacle for when somebody wants help. Um, you got to catch them when they hot. So, so we started, we hired nurses. We started testing ourselves after we administered the test. We drive them to Tulane medical center. We're getting the results back in like 20 hours right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we able to quarantine these individuals until we get their results back. So it's just really started to help increase our centers tremendously and you know in the last three months especially yeah how do you go about deciding who gets in and who doesn't get in i mean you okay so you've got beds so so all right let me let me start over this how do you decide who doesn't need to necessarily stay with you and can be like an outpatient person as opposed to somebody who shows up and go you know what we're gonna have to make space for you because you need us where, right. where, where do you, where do y'all, where do y'all draw that line? At? So what, what we do is, I mean, basically anybody who calls us and asks for help, we're going to try to help. Um, and sometimes that may be a conversation with me or else our CEOs talking to family members, talking to that individual, mm-hmm. you know, y'all do interventions too. We do not, Okay. But, you know, we have resources. just wondering, we have people that, you know, I've done some personally, but, um, I'm not licensed to do it, and it's been a few years since I've done one. But, but we so anybody who wants help, you know, we're often considered the last house on the block, and most of the people know that. Mm. You know, we're we're, we're kind of last chance. So, but we do have to have, you know, if we have thirty people on our, our waiting list, let's say they have five or ten women on our waiting list, which we don't. But if they did, we would take. Priority would be for a pregnant woman that is using IV drugs. That would be the, the person we take in right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then just us being in the the treatment business for so long, like for men, it would be, are they l- literally living on the street? And if they are, then they would take a priority, you know. So but y'all been in it so long too. I mean, you, you can... You went through the program and now you work there and you're dealing with it all the time. So you can like size somebody up. Like I can't come in there BSing you. you know, right. Go, go you man, can. I need a room off. I need to get off the street. So I'm going to dirty myself up and right. I'm going to go uh, boohoo in front of Kevin and see if I can get me a bed because it's supposed to be freezing for the next week. You know, you know what, what blew me away in 2001 when I went through the house, we fed the homeless every day for lunch, mm-hmm. every day. And we'd have 200 people eating lunch every day. And I'm like, why wouldn't these people just say they have a drug problem to come in? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's going to be a freeze night tomorrow or something like that. But they don't. Um, you yeah, know, that's integrity, you know. Right. They might be they homeless, but that don't mean they ain't got integrity. 
exactly. So, um, so we've never. I, on the other hand, don't have any integrity, Kevin. So if it's cold, I'm gonna I'm show up for a bed. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and and the rules are strict, and it's very structured, and you know, um, but we ask each individual to treat it as if it was their home. So they're asked to call one another out when they see somebody doing mm-hmm. something they're not supposed to, but they also ask to to pump somebody up when they see them going above and beyond. Do they? Do they? Okay, when you see, like, if somebody sneaks something in there, that's what you mean? Yeah, if somebody sneaks something in there, or they walk out of group, and they're just being a jackass to everyone and trying not to, not really trying to live by some spiritual principles, you know, mm. mostly from the, the 12 steps, but, you know, we do we have relapse prevention and all, and it's really, we really judge people on their actions, which is another thing that separates us from most, because it's easy for an individual that walks into our doors. Usually, on average, the person that walks through our doors has had three and a half treatment episodes. So they know what to say. Yeah. And they know what to do. They just haven't done it. And, you know, we, you could, it's easy to be, it's easy to be religious when you're in church, but, you know, what do you look like when you? Yeah, it's like you, uh, character is what you do when nobody's watching. Exactly. When you do the right thing, but there's nobody there to pat you on the back, that's when you have character and integrity. So. Exactly. And, you know, when you leave that, that group meeting or that one-on-one meeting with your counselor, what are you doing, you know, when you leave there? What do you, what do you look like in a cafeteria? Yeah. What do you look like at a work site? You know, Voc Rehab is a huge part of our program, and, and it's really reality therapy uh, because yeah. you're going to experience the daily stresses of the work environment, but still being in a in a safe place and act and being asked to practice some some spiritual principles. Well, and plus you're able to you know, when things do affect you, you're able to come back and go, "How do I deal with this?" You know, exactly. And, Always knowing that you're in a safe place and you have three people, at least three people, looking out for your best interest. You'll have a substance abuse counselor. You have a voc rehabilitation counselor, and you'll have a worksite supervisor. And those three people for each resident communicate pretty consistently, mm-hmm. you know, and fill out like a progress report every two weeks. So, so right. I mean, you, you, you do, you have a lot of people. And as you said, you, you can't BS, a, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. You, <laughs> you can't. Know? All right, last because I got about 45 seconds left. Uh, how can people donate and find out more? And how can people who happen to hear this podcast go, I know somebody who needs who needs that kind of help. How can they get in yeah. touch with you and how can they give you some money? www.bridgehouse.org um, shows you the different ways you can help, whether it's a ca- uh, thrift store donation, a used car or cash donations. But if you know somebody who's struggling with it, don't hesitate to call me. You know, my direct line is 504-821-7133. Uh, we know addiction, kind of like the pandemic, is an equal opportunity destroyer, so it affects everyone. Yeah. Y'all do good work over there. You have been. And that legs contest, I have to admit, it's it's a lot of fun, but it's also very scary to watch. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we have our fingers crossed sometimes. Well, they, they, yeah. some of those guys that should have their legs crossed and some of them outfits they wear. But that's okay, because I've had a lot of fun, and don't hesitate to ask me to come back. I don't know about dressing up like that. But right. I'll certainly be a judge or an MC anytime you guys need me. So thanks, thanks a bunch. Much. Thanks, Kevin Gardier of Bridgehouse Grace House. And again, bridgehouse.org uh, is where you can go to find out more and to find out if you uh, if they can help you. Take care, Kevin. Thanks for taking the time.
All right, Spud. Thanks a bunch. Spud here for Serentine Comfort Systems. You've heard a lot of hot air out of me before. Well, now I'm talking comfortable, clean, germ-free air with the new iWave air purifier. It knocks down cooties, even COVID, from your home or business. Pathogens, allergens, particles, even smoke and odors. Wave goodbye with the iWave from Serentine. Quick install, no maintenance, 25 bucks a month. Give the gift of healthy air this year. Call Serentine Comfort Systems at 504-833-8831. 833-8831 or go to srscomfort.com. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of parish coffee. All right, so uh, Kevin Gardier from Bridge House Grace House, thanks for uh, joining me and telling everybody what it's like and how hard it is to actually raise money for charity when times are good. And right now in a the pandemic, there's a lot of charities out there hurting. So, And, and I know you're hurting too, and so am I. But if you can donate your time or your money, charity is a good thing to do. Kind of helps open up your soul. And so does the Spudcast podcast. So thanks for joining me. You can see me here on Red Circle, on Spotify, on Google Play. You can also find me on my Facebook pages, uh, The Big Teasy, Spud's Friends and Fans, and John McConnell. I'm also on Twitter at SpudGotDat, at SpudGotDat. If you want to get on a list, and I'll email you the Spudcast directly after every, uh, every one I tape, the Spudcast Podcast at gmail.com. The Spudcast Podcast at gmail.com. See y'all tomorrow with another wonderful episode of the Spudcast. But y'all uh, watch out for the crazies when I'm a gone pecan.